Hi everyone, welcome to Better Homes and Dungeons. Um, joining me today is someone that I geeked out, out very, very much when she said she would sit down and talk to me. Um, she is someone who's... My god, she's played some really amazing characters. She's played the scary scissor lady in Devil May Cry 5. She's played um, Camilla Havenswood in the How We Roll Call of Cthulhu. I've forgotten the name of her Cluid from the How We Roll Curse of Strahd thing because I'm not very bright. Um, my friend, who, who are you? What, what do you, um, what, what do you do? <laughs> I'm Lisa Lee and I am uh, annoying. No. <laughs> I'm a voice actor um, and a performer and, and a career in, in musical theater and a professional dancer many years ago. Um, and then coming out here in film and TV and then falling into voice acting because other friends did it. And it's a great bunch of folks. It's super fun to do. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think a lot of D&D players are in some ways like amateur voice actors. Like, there's, there's a lot of amateur, like, role-play and, like, you know, I, I myself, all my characters have to have a voice. That's just nice. how my brain works. Yeah. yeah. Hey, because um, it's storytelling, right? It's, all of that is storytelling. So all of that, the more truth and the more immersion you get, the more everyone else can see and understand and be in the story. Hmm. Add to the story. I think it's also like a um, a necessary thing, say, when like reading a book to like a child or something is like, you know, you start to understand then at least like, you know, every character in this book has to have a voice so that, you know, they can differentiate, they can understand, okay, you know, this is how this kind of person looks and sounds and feels and is portrayed. I, I think there's some very interesting dynamics around different voices that would be very interesting to, yeah, really think about for a few minutes. And it it really also gives you an instant immersion and an instant idea of a visual. You know, if I come into talking to you like this, you instantly can kind of see what that looks like. Marlon right. Brando in a suit? Well, Telling me about... Oh, okay. Kind of, yeah, you could. It could be. It totally yeah. could be. But then, you know, if I if I talk to you like this, there's definitely a personality here that's a little different. You know what I mean? And it she's is, really yeah. obnoxious and horrible. Um, <laughs> uh, so you instantly get that sense of pace and person, and I just, it, it's so fun. Hmm. It is. Now, um, in our little pre-recording chat, um, th this segues into the question asked by uh, Braggerman, who is the, the oh, dungeon master of mine that I was I'm shaking my about. fist at him. I was... Okay. <laughs> my request to Lisa was, could you introduce the show using your approximation of an Australian accent? And your answer was... No! No, I cannot! <laughs> um, although I, I was very close friends with... Um, a very, very backwoods Aussie named Paul Murray, Paul Thunder from Dan Under Murray. He was a boxer and Paul was amazing. And now he's a reef master on the Great Barrier Reef, which is really cool. That is really cool. Yeah. Uh, so he had one of those real Dundee outback accents. Uh, okay.
it was fantastic. And the only words I remember were things like, Goldie Ribba, yeah. Which is like really good. It's super, oh, do you mean Bloody Ripper? Good. Bloody Ripper. Oh, Ripper. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> she was a nice girl. She was a really nice girl. Yeah. What was that? And he was from Thursday Island. I know Thursday Island. I've got um, clients there. He has family there. Oh, cool. It's a yeah. very interesting part of Australia. I think it's one of like the most far north parts of Australia. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's all, that's it. Oh, and Rise Up Lights. Yeah, yeah. Every American, I think, knows up knows about Those Rise um, Up Lights. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we say razor blades. Exactly. <laughs> yep. You teach an American Rise Up Lights, and then you ask them to say it again. They say it again. And you say, what do you shave with? Say it again. And they go, oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah. It's so bad. It's so bad. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry. I apologies. It's actually one of those funny things. Okay, so... Chris Hemsworth, Thor. There is a part Who? in the Avengers. No, yeah, there's a there's a there's a um a, a part in the um the Avengers movie where he's speaking to his brother Loki, and he breaks the same way every Australian breaks. All of us. Mm -hmm. I don't know if any of us are actually capable of not breaking. But when he says to Loki, "Brother, you must come home." Like, he breaks on that O sound, oh, and for me uh, as an Australian, it's like, I can hear it. two extra vowels in it, yeah. Two extra yeah. vowels and an R. Uh, Nicole Kidman does it delightfully in Practical Magic um, when uh, she's, they're really, fr I think they just killed him again. Um, they're outside the car. Mm. Uh, she and Sandra Bullock, I'll do anything you want, I'll have babies. <laughs> she does. It's the one word that she trips on in the movie, and I love it. Yeah. We, we all have a word where it's just like, you know what, I, so I can't. Oh, sorry, a vowel sound. We're like, mm, no, we can't do it. So, um, yeah, Cameron. Um, there I you don't... go, Braggerman. That's it. That's <laughs> yeah. all you get for Australian, Braggerman. There, I've made a fool of myself. <sighs> we did the best we could. Yeah, that's okay, all I um... know. I will learn it. I will get one down. I really will. Um, because they're lovely and fun, but I, ha I haven't, I haven't studied to put it in my ear yet, 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 yet. I don't know. It, it also depends like which part of Australia you're trying to be. Like if you're trying to be like Queensland, like where your friend was from, they do have that very kind of, well, good eye mind. How's, how's it going? It's very deep and nasally, but if it's more like say Western Sydney, Penrith, um, it's going to be more like you know they don't necessarily do the aspiration sound. It more comes to like a, f, like yeah, I'm from Penrith. Oh so wow! Like, I heard that. That's it's cool. it's it's not as interesting as like London's variety of accents. <laughs> it's like no. Oh, I love it all. I'm a I was a lit major and I'm a word nerd. I love it. A a accents and mimic mimicking voices to get character is something that is completely delicious to me. I love it so much. Yeah. I, I enjoy it, yeah. but I am nowhere near what you do. And, and I'm a good mimic. So like getting those phrases for this last book, these, this hmm. Japanese phrase, thank you, Kaylee. Um, and getting a German phrase from a German speaker, they just voice memo it to me and I would copy. 
and mimic what they did because I knew going to Forbo and going to other places, it was like, I can't, I can parse out each word, but I know that there is an inflection and a flow to the language that I'm not getting. So I need to, mm. I need to hear someone say it all together so that I can find that rhythm, that flow, that inflection and the contractions. Is it easy with people speaking different languages or the same languages or the same language? Because, you know, like myself being Australian from, from Sydney, you being American, um, you, you and I have different speech patterns in, in the way we speak. Um, six of one. Weird, yeah, fair six, enough. Six of one. Um, it's almost, well... I was going to say it's almost easier with a foreign language, but it's only because I don't know what I don't know. So I'm still going to sound like an <laughs> idiot, probably to, to native speakers, right? I really am trying my best to get close, especially with this, these books, because this author has done so much research and she's um, so thoughtful in all of her writing. I know that it's very clear that she's not just throwing things out there. Um, so I really want to do, I want to respect the work and I really want to respect the language. Right? I don't no, want to sound so. like the American idiot. Habla espanol. I don't want to be yeah. that jerk. Bongiorno. Bongiorno. No, yeah. I don't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Unless it's on purpose. I. I don't. I don't want to be that. And because no. language is so delicious and beautiful, I really want to get it. I really want to get it. I, I. I can understand that. I'm. As I said to you before, I'm slowly learning Russian, and um. It's so cool. The accent is one thing. That's actually kind of easy to do. The difficult thing is that they use a variety of weird sounds that we in English don't. At all, yeah. Yeah. And all of their words have so many more um, consonants than ours. Yeah. So, yeah. Does your wife's family speak Russian? Do they? They are Russian. Them a lot? So, yes. <laughs> so you hear it. Yeah. And, and they live. That makes it easier. Yeah, like her parents live 10 minutes away from us. So they, they take care of the boys quite often and the boys get a lot of language teaching and I get attempts <laughs> at the language right. when I go to pick them up or anything like that. I only got several words of Russian in Russian character dance class as a kid. Oh, cool. And that's all, yeah. That's all. Oh, my, mother, my mother and her family and my, my father, I'm, I'm adopted, but my family that I was raised with, they are, mm. uh, they, uh, their whole, both their families were from the Russian Czech border. So, oh. Yeah. Wow. I have plates, I have wedding dishes from my mother that say Czechoslovakia on mm. the bottom. So, That's really cool. Yeah, pretty weird. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on to the next question, and, and we're going to kind of like go up to the yeah, top. Yeah, bye, Braggerman. Yep, you see just, you just, just uh, stuff it. Please Take don't off, Raggerman. Character, Cameron. <laughs> um, okay, so um, this is a question from Robin B. BLM, who goes as um, hey, Robin. Mustang, Gro Mustang Robbie, looks mm -hmm. like. Um, I apologize for that. Um, they would love to know, how did you get into D&D? &D? And so would I. So I'm, I'm glad someone asked. Jeff Rogers, if you're out there, it's all you, man. Um, my first, my freshman year of high school, at the National Academy of Arts, which was just 30 ballerinas. That's it. It had been closed for a couple of years and then it reopened to this small group. Mm. And uh, so my freshman year of high school, Jeff Rogers, all, all of our favorite dancer, he was an he's an amazing dancer, 
uh, has gone on to have an amazing career. He uh, informed us all that we were going to go on Sundays to the teacher's boardroom around the teacher's boardroom table and play mm. D&D. So it was, it was Stranger Things. We had the Funyuns and the Doritos and the M&Ms and the Dew and, and six, seven ballerinas, guys and girls around a table. Was I the only girl? I don't remember. Um, but I was uh, an elf. I was Tariel, the elf wizard. Cool. <laughs> and I still have my, my old pewter mini. That's like so the, cool. Like, that are like two inches tall with the... Yeah. Is she here? Where is she? My old pewter mini with like the little crystal in her hand. Yeah. And the staff, like, yeah. That's so cool. It. So, so you, it was I mean, you, very cool. You, you, you were telling me before, like you've always kind of like been, you, you're more of a caster, support healer type. Always, always. Every game I've ever been in. Um, in some games, in some games I've streamed, I've been, and some like like one shots, with RPG Academy and different places. I've uh, I've tried out different things, hmm. different races. It's always fun, but I always tend to be the crazy magical kid the misfit toy kid i dig yeah. it yeah sea elves and and eladrin and all of that wild cool. not wild magic because that scares me but <laughs> wild enough without without random catastrophic magic i i will confess i quite enjoy being the sneaky bastard type um, and in game, um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I, it could just be my like, you know, Australianness coming out, where it's like, yes, you're breaking someone who fundamentally breaks the law and steals stuff. It's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, playing to type, I guess. Patriotism? No, not yeah. all of Australians. Um, yes, all of us. <laughs> he's nodding. He's nodding. He's nodding. <laughs> it is. It's so all of us. <laughs> uh. uh and I think it's cool that people have that really neat thing. I think it's really neat that you have that bent and you just have it. It's your wheelhouse. You click into it. There are people who really, really click into the barbarian, ragey, tanky thing, and they do it well. And I think it's really cool. It um, a lot of after game discussions about that in Discord channels and stuff. Uh, it's really cool to sit back and listen and learn to these people who really know those classes. Yeah. I, I will confess I don't know enough about, like, the fighter, like, the martial archetype classes. Like, you know, I've just spent two years playing as a rogue, and part of what I love is just the ability to get that look on the dungeon master's face, where it's like, okay, I'm going to throw a fireball at you. Okay, you're going to take 48 points of damage because you failed your save. And it's like, well, no, I'm going to take 12. And I... You sneaky bastard. At some point, I'm going to kill you, Josh. It's like, <laughs> you, you totally will. But just not, just not this but time. not today. Yeah, it's <laughs> just the most so... annoying characters. It's like... And that's a skill, too, that I admire the hell out of, is really good DMs who are skilled and savvy at riding the line of deadly and fearing for your life just not today 
yeah. who really have that down, who really can pinpoint that that yes. level. I yes. love it. Our, our dungeon I love master. It. I admire it so much. Our dungeon master certainly has that. We've actually said to him, "Look, dude, we don't need to play on hard every every session, mate. Not <laughs> yeah. every session." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I there was a, a Scotsman in a Discord server I ran for a while, who he actually might have been Irish. He'll kill me. He hates me anyway now, but <laughs> with the most amazing accent that I've never heard before since. But he was incredibly great at at deadly but not devastating. Mm. It's definitely a balancing act. Yes. Super fine line. I just love it. I didn't before. Now cool. that I... It took me playing Call of Cthulhu to really embrace the danger for mm. some reason. All the, before, all the years of playing D&D and other games before Call of Cthulhu, I was really precious with my character, I didn't want them to die. And when I, and I've been in games too, where, where the DM hated women and just killed me off all the time. Just nasty, horrible, misogynistic yeah, games. Not okay. Uh, yeah, up in Pasadena years ago, it was awful. Um, it was awful uh, and intense. It was like table LARPing. It was super intense, hmm. but so super precious with characters. I didn't want them to be in danger and hurt. But then I played Call of Cthulhu with how we roll. And it was like, oh, oh, shenanigans, mistakes and trouble and and dying and insanity can be really fun. What? Yeah, I think I remember. I remember the one you played um, where you were all where you had to get someone's daughter back and you went into a house that was alive. There was another woman who was with you and her character was like, you know, I think a faded Southern belle with a drinking problem. And everything Joe did was like, you, this oh, is not yes. happy fun time. Oh, that was bleak. Yeah. Yes, that was a but super fun game. Um, yeah. That was Laugh Love Lindy, who was a yeah, guest okay. on the show who played the drinking Southern belle. Yeah. I, yeah. I just remember, like, the way you all worked together, and it was just like, I, 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 I myself, I use the short-term madness table in a lot of my games because I think it's a little bit of fun. But in Call of Cthulhu, it's like, no, 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 this is not a little bit fun. This is, you're going to turn around and, you know, shoot your friends and, you know, put a lit stick of dynamite down your pants and run yes. towards, run towards the enemy. And it's like, yeah, and, this is... Yeah. And that game specifically, we really kind of gelled and meshed. Yeah. We really were on a roll with um, how everything ticked along. Consequences. Totally um, what people thought up. I loved stealing that truck. I, it was like the first successful, like, real shenanigans roll right through Caution to the Wind was stealing that truck, and I made the rolls, and we were off and running. And that was super satisfying. I would recommend people go back and listen to it because it's, it's, it's a wonderful example of, I think, like where the difficulty curve is like beautifully on that knife edge of like exactly where it needed to be. Very true. So yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, Joe it's, is it's really a, good at that. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a masterclass in how to do this right. Kind of, yeah. And it yeah. made my D&D playing so much more fun because it really freed me up from any kind of consideration of, um, oh no, what, 
oh, what if I get hurt? It's like, bring it. It was like, <laughs> that was the turn for me of being like, I'm a lovely, beautiful elf woman. No, no, let's, let's, let's get a little out there. Yeah. A little let's, wild and loose and out let's there. Let's push this. Yeah. No, I, I like that. Um, and I see new players having that consideration and that, and that trepidation of preciousness with their character. And now I totally get it. So I'm like, mm. no, no, it's okay. Come, come fall apart with me. Let's, let's, have, <laughs> some, let's have some wild times. Excellent. No, I, I know what you mean. Like I, we, in, in the game that I was telling you about where we ended the campaign because of the yeah. fates, um, I deliberately killed my character like trying to, you know, distract an angel and, you know, it's like, Josh, hold it up for two rounds. And it's like, I'm a rogue. Like, I can annoy anything for like days. And <laughs> <laughs> I can One of us. Up. Yeah. But it was like, when you go from that trying to keep oneself, like trying to kill the enemy to trying to keep oneself alive for as long as possible it's a very different dynamic and it's yeah. very cool yeah 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 it made me play viesa a better a better way i think thank you that's her name yeah i had to think about it too i was like mm, i'm Twitch, terrible i played so many played so many yeah um speaking of so many um this question is from it says rhymes with corvette who is um at babette kd um if you have to play a lot of different voices slash accents, how do you keep them all straight in your head? That is a quite, that is a quite, I can speak, I'm a voice actor. That's a great question, rhymes with Corvette, Babette. Uh, the answer is notes, notes. <laughs> um, and I, and I, I played the game of I'll show me in this last book I just did because um, uh, uh, I did not take great notes for myself. And then I realized like on chapter 16 or something, I had to, I spent like four extra hours. I, luckily I caught it, mm. but I had to go back and realize that I was having a conversation in the wrong accent with the wrong person. And I had to go back and re-record mm. a whole, one side of a whole conversation um, with the right accent. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, and that was just lots of patchworking, like plugging in this answer and plugging in this answer. And if they didn't flow with the question with the right tone and timbre, I would just go and record that whole phrase again, both voices. And but that's how you do it. You just you just read read the. Well, if it's an audiobook, read it all. You get to make a list of the characters, make a note, blah blah. Hmm. But when it's a D and D game or something else. Again, it's I'm I'm a note taker to begin with. I'm I'm the, I'm that idiot that will no, 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 send no, no. out no, no, the no. link to the you Google that, file. You are that wonderful person who means <laughs> the rest of us can stay on track. Yeah, I'm, Again, I'm, the, rogue, I'm the one with the Google file do that takes all the notes <laughs> that everyone can edit and share and add to, with jokes in it, um, one-liners that were fantastic. I'll write those down. Hmm. Cause you gotta go back and remember that stuff. Cause that, yeah. that's the classic stuff. Yeah. Some no, really I, good I, puns. If there's if there's a punner in the group. Oh, look, he's giving the Cheshire smile. I love it. I love it. Love I am, it. I. We okay. So we in our game, 
I am known for those terrible puns, but yes. I have to yield to the to the guy in our game who he had this one crafted and ready. So sure. um, my tabaxi's name went from Grebo to Fallen Leaves, and he was playing a pair of fighter brothers, and they're saying, "Oh, we worked with this guy. Um, he was a Kenku, and he could only he could communicate only with the sound of leaves in the wind." But because he was a crow, because he was a black Kenku, they called him Russell Crow. And I, yes. I'm like, yes. I will Props never be better than that. Yeah. Ever. Russell Crow. It just makes me wish I'd thought of it. Yeah. Well done, Heath. I have a great, a great, dear, wonderful friend in Nashville, and we, we, uh, <laughs> Jeff and I pun back and forth as much as we can. It's 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 a delicious thing. It keeps you on my toes, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, yeah in, in the game we're getting ready for, um, our dungeon master's like, okay, you can all start at level seven. And I started like throwing puns out. And he's like, okay, Josh, you're starting at level three. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't help it. It's just yeah. what I am. It's too fun. It's too fun. It is. Um, okay, and so, where, where is he? Um, a last question from our audience. Uh, this is um, from Blake Ryan, who goes as Blake Ryan Batman, and is another Australian. Um, do you do any physical or vocal exercises to warm up? It depends on what I'm doing. Yeah. You were about to say something. What were you going to say? I, I was going to kind of, like, um, add a little, like, my own personal little, like, yeah. thing to this question and say, um... In addition to like doing your own, I guess like you know, vocal exercises to warm up. Like, what kind of steps do you take to get into that character, as far as their vocal or their voice stuff is concerned? Oh, 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 oh. that's the that's the embarrassing personal stuff. So, Ooh, um, oh gosh, sorry. No, no, it's it, this is a fun answer, um, and this is a kind of a fun question. The answer is, what do you do to get into your uh, vocal warm ups? I have um, a wonderful vocalese singers warm up from an amazing, amazing guy named Ron Anderson who helped me cure some pre-nodes on my chords years ago. And I've kept the audio ever since. And it's a great um, strengthening vocal singing warm-up. But other than that, sometimes I'll just do the warm-up lip trills for things. A workout like a Pilates mat is a great, getting your abs and your core and your body circulating and moving is a really great way to warm up your chords because you need your diaphragm and your core muscles to keep a voice going. It's not really from your throat most of the time. I mean, you can make it sound different with your mouth and your and things, but if I'm gonna sustain a voice and have some stamina in a recording day, it comes from core and diaphragm. Hmm. So that is the best way to really warm up your, and water, I mean, water and, nothing with tannins in it coffee and tea and, and soda will make you right mm. so i keep uh you didn't ask for this but i'm gonna answer it uh i'm gonna i keep water with a little bit of apple juice in it in my booth and that keeps me hydrated as i'm going um and you said what did you say the other part of that question was you 
Yeah, I mean, as far as getting into a character and giving them a voice. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's, we all have phrases that will get you into a certain accent, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so usually it is, I will, I'll say a few words in French if I need to be the French woman in this book. And I'll get it in my ear and in my, I'll get it around my, roll it around my mouth and my tongue and get it in there. And then I can roll with it, mm. right? Um, uh, oh, le, le, bonjour, uh, ça va, and then I'm gone. I can keep going. But um, I apologize to all the French speakers out there. So, <laughs> so uh, things like that. And, and it's really fun when you can overhear other people do it. Uh, my first game many years ago, I was kind of the cleanup girl for some reason. Um, I, and I don't know why, because back then my accents weren't very good at all, but it was a really fun bunch of folks. Uh, it was a game called Mythos. And, and we were all in someone's house because they had a recording studio because they were musicians in the back garage area space. And everyone would come in and just, there were like five different, there was the English elf, there was the human female, there was the crazy gremlin quest givers, all these different things. And Irish accents are something that not a lot of Americans do well. You have to really have that in your ear well, or it can be pretty bad pretty quick, hmm. right? So, yeah. and you can lose it easily if you don't really, really have it in your wheelhouse. So, uh, <laughs> now, um, Cider allegedly may or may not have been involved in this day. <laughs> okay, and just to double check, when you say cider, I assume you mean what Australians and English people mean by cider. It's essentially beer made with fruit. Hard cider, yes. Yeah, yes. okay. So, um, uh, as people would go in to do, guys and girls going in to do these gremlin quest lines, hmm. it was... It was supposed to be obnoxious Irish. It wasn't supposed to be great, real Irish accent. It could be almost as silly as you wanted it to be. And we, I have not cried laughing so hard in a recording session since, before or since, listening to not just, they'd say a couple of the lines and then they would say a couple of the phrases in their head out loud to get themselves back in the accent. And every single person had a different phrase to do it. So we would just wait. We'd get in the booth outside in the control and we'd wait. <laughs> and like, okay, you're rolling, go ahead. And then someone would do, uh, yeah, don't blow yourself up too much. Or, um, uh, plays on, trigger. That was one of them. Yeah. Uh, and then they'd be like, oh, shashai, shashai, oh, Irish spring. And we would be gone. We would just be, maybe it's not so funny now, but in the moment, hearing, waiting to hear what that organic phrase would be, right? Because they weren't thinking about it. They were just trying to get it back in their ear. And I, I know, I know, I know those were horrible, you guys. I know. I'm just, I'm just trying to tell the story. So, so we wait just to see what that phrase would be because that was as much fun as the bad accents, right? <laughs> just hearing organically what would pop into their head. And the next one, and the next person would go in, and the next one, we were just gone. Just gone. It was nice. so much fun. So, uh, it was just great teamwork. And we weren't laughing at them, but with them, because it was just shenanigans. 
Well, that, that's a fine Irish word there. Shenanigans. Yeah. Um, Please on, trigger. I, yeah. I, I think that uh, um, everyone is happy to hear that this Irish fun made you crack up. <gasps> oh my God, it was so much fun. So much fun. I also yeah. now know that I've just annoyed every Irish person listening. I'm sorry, one. guys. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. No, no. So um, sorry. The word crack is the Irish word for fun. Yes. Or crack. Yes, crack. Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. I used to hang at a, a really fantastic trad session on Tuesday nights down at the, at the pub down, down the street here. Hmm. Fantastic Irish music. Fantastic. There's some fantastic. good stuff out there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, just I started learning the Baron. I just need to get, pick it back up again. Love the witch. The, the, learn the witch, sorry? The Baron. Irish drum. Oh, okay. I don't know what it's called. I just know what it is. Yes, it's kind of like, I love um, it. I don't know I the um, technical term for the Irish pipes. Ilian pipes. Ah, thank you. Now I know. Yes. And I might Ooh. be saying it wrong. Patrick, I'm sorry if I said it wrong. <laughs> uh, a friend of mine is an award-winning, amazing... Ilian pipe player. I think I said that right. If I didn't, I'm sorry. Cool. I'd love to listen. <laughs> I'm, I, I, there's a, um, a podcast called, um, or a podcaster called Robert Evans, who does like, you know, Behind the Bastards and um, The Women's War. And he referenced a, a wonderful Irish rebel song called Come Out Ye Black and Tans. And it's just like, you know, this Irish guy yelling at the English soldiers, like, bring it. And look, it's, it's, it's a spirit I can, I can, I can respect. Right? Hey. Yes, yes. If you guys want to hear some great Irish trad music from that trad night, but but not, but but different, go, um, uh, oh my God, sp the Space Side Sessions. Okay. Is the album. I have to look Fantastic. that one up. Yeah. No, I, my family has an Irish connection. Like, we got sent out here because one of them burned down an Englishman's barn and is like, look, you can't do that. Go to Australia. <laughs> oh, no. That's it. Like you do. Get on the boat. Wow. <laughs> You're going down on But I love that you know that. I love that you know exactly why your ancestor got sent. That's pretty great. It's also why I'm not trusted with matches a lot of the time. Um, <laughs> we got it out of our system. Note to self. Haven't burned anything down for a long time. Um, Have you put that in a character in your D&D &D game? Not yet. <laughs> he has a thinking face on. Yes, do it. All right. Tabaxi arsonist. Sure. Uh, it's it's going to be a half elf celestial soul warlock now. Um, yeah. Oh, that's, so that's right. Be, that's right. I'm yeah. excited to hear I, about that. That's cool. I love that bonus action healing ability they have. That's yeah. that's broken at high levels. <laughs> it's like, eh, get up. Yep, die. <laughs> nice. Nice. I'm I'm still proudly a uh, a, a cleric druid, cheeseberry crunch shepherd. I dig it. Yeah. Oh, so good. Actually, what circle of druid do you prefer? Because I think like shepherd. Every... Ooh, that's, that's which one? That's again? the one. Sorry. That's who gets your healing spirit, and you get the healing totems. Um, yeah. Because every druid I've played with. Um, so far anyways, they've pretty well always gone like Circle of the Moon. Mm -hmm. Just for, like for the Hurrah wild shapes. it up. Yeah. Yeah. And I, they're cool and I wish I had more of them, but man, 
cast your unicorn totem, cast your uh, healing spirit, and it's just disco party of healing. Nice. Bing, 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 bing. Yeah. Oh, so great. It's so I, great. And I then life cleric. Sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll be add sure. on. Yes. Right? Add on life cleric, and that's like a couple more points every time. Mm. Healing. So I can have five point good berries and. Nice. I think it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like some people kind of argue that D and D needs balance, and my thing's like, no, because yeah, every no. class is broken in some way. In some way. And that's what makes it fun. Yeah. You know, like my rogue at level seven had plus ten to investigation and sleight of hand, and with the alert feat, it's like no, you can't ever surprise me. <laughs> and I it, love it. It's like, but that's broken. But it's like, yes, but you see, it just means if I'm pushing to 10 on the dial, my dungeon master has to find 11. And that's that's an arms race I can respect. <laughs> nice. Excellent phrase. Exactly. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind, unless things are super powerful and one-shotting things, you know, Warforged and at low levels, because it's just so much more powerful than the rest of a group most of the time. Um, uh, or it has been in games I've played. Because hmm. I know, I hear you all going, oh, but I, but I do it. I look forward to your letters. So um, most of the time, I just, I, I kind of love that imbalance and I've never ever been much of a min-maxer. Um, I love the advantage of being a life cleric, shepherd druid for that added healing boost. But as far as again, because I'm not a, I'm not much about the tanking, hitting, killing hmm. stuff. But I have to say, it's an interesting coincidence that a lot of times that Cluid will get the kill shot because everyone has gone down, down, down in hit points. She's healing everyone. Everyone's alive, but once near the end of that fight happens. Um, and the totem's up and the healing spirit's up and they can just move into it. I have time and room to take some shots mm. and help them ding it yeah. down. It's like once and you've got your machine really going, it's like, right, the machine is right. now, the, the machine is grinding. You are the next piece of chaff, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. I healing disco it. party is up. What do I got to do? Yeah. Yeah. Flaming sphere. Or, Totally. So much fun. So much fun. Yeah. And I also I'm... loved collecting. I ended, I ended up, in a lot of these characters, collecting animal things, like the, um, the golden lions and staff of the python. Ah, yeah, nice. One of my favorite magic items. Yeah. Love, our, love, our, love. Our dungeon master gave us permission to pick three magic items, as I told you, like, very rare, rare, and uncommon. So it's like, staff of power, braces of defense, <laughs> rope of protection. Josh, what armor class are you? Twenty. Yep. <laughs> See, that's so good. I'm a guy in a t-shirt and a and a cape. Oh my god, that's so cool. That's so much fun. That's so fun. He's and I don't think about that stuff. I don't. When I was like, you can pick these magic items, like find something that you like. It's never kind of been about power. It's always been about like, what's wild and wacky and cool. Although I have to say, a, a 16 to 32 foot python is. Um, that is 
fun. Uh, so like I just like oh, the idea of like a thirty foot like python attack. Yeah, exactly. And it was the first time I cast it. Um, another girl playing. I cast it. Here comes the python. Huge python in the, in the middle of a party. She goes, "Can I ride that?" I said, "It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a huge beast." So she got up on its back, on its neck, mm. and then I was like, "Snake has movement. What do you want to do?" I said, "Let's raise it up, raise up its head ten feet." And then she got an overhead shot, kill shot, <sighs> from being on top of the python. It was so That's... smart. That teamwork best. is, yeah, that alley-oop was like brilliant, brilliant and exciting and fun. And that's how you have fun with magic items, when you can make it teamwork. To me, that's the best. Yes. Just the best. Which I'm is just why I like being a healer, to, uh, the teamwork thing. Like, what do you need? Yeah. What do you got? What do you need? Yeah, it's, it's the support buffs. You think you can hit hard now? Give me a second. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! Now go attack Especially God. with those finger guns. Yes. Yeah. I dig it. I love it. Now, um, Lisa, we I do have time for one last question. Um, right. For two reasons. A, I need to finish up my lunch break at some point, and my laptop battery is approaching 11%, so we'll, we'll see how this oh. rolls. Um, as far as your self-care routine goes, now you mentioned, um, like, I think, good Pilates. But, yeah. but what is your, like, self-care routine, both, like, you know, physical, mental, emotional... Oh my gosh, I don't really, <laughs> funny you should ask that. I don't really have one. <laughs> Nervous laughter. Um, um, Pilates is great. It, it, I, I really, I grew up as a professional ballet and then musical theater dancer. Hmm. So being a professional athlete as a dancer was my, most of my life, uh, half my life at least. And I have learned the, 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 the reality of use it or lose it. And I've also mm. really learned the reality of, especially from injuries and broken toes in the last couple of years. And I, I, I broke both my feet at once uh, in 2013. It was crazy. Um, so coming back from that mm. and, and other crazy injuries I've had, it's really um, the, the benefits of daily moving, especially in the quarantine right now. Um, mm. I've been holed up since, not completely, but I've been indoors a lot since February 1. So, yeah. Pilates every day, at least stretching. Another friend of mine who's a, a chef in St. Louis, um, it's like 50 push-ups, 50 sit-ups every day, minimum. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um... But it's all, it's all really personal for everyone else, you know? Um, I've had a chiropractor say, light candles. Especially if you take a shower in the evening, light a candle in the bathroom. Like, do that for yourself. And I don't do that for myself, but I have realized the benefit of lighting, lighting candles, burning candlelight. Something about that is, is hmm. a nice, a real comforting thing. Yeah, um, it's it's like a moment of mindfulness where you kind of are focused is. more on that. Like, I think singing as well. Process. If I don't move and I do, if I do that vocalies warm up, it gets circulation going. So it just it kind of differs every day, but that's 
there's not really a routine. I probably really, really should have one. It would be nice to, to have a little bit more of a of a daily protein shake every morning. Kraken coffee, smuggler's coffee. Either <laughs> one or mixed, because I just mixed some smuggler's coffee, Kraken, and some found familiar coffee okay, initiative I'm together. To Hands on this. Nerd coffee. Nerd coffee is the best, you guys. Um, and I brew it in a French press, and then I put it in my chocolate protein shake with cinnamon, Ooh. and it's like a little decadent, fantastic breakfast. That's that's my absolutely daily have to have it. Yeah, that's right. Have to, yeah, have to have it. I yeah. once found this. The company I worked for used to make this um, product, which had a lot of, which was just pure ribose, and ribose. Um, Josh showing his nerd stuff off is like it's an energy source that your body burns very cleanly. It has no um uh, like it doesn't make any waste and it burns very clean and very quickly and for a long time. And I'd been doing an all-nighter when I was, you know, I had studied full-time, work full-time and my wife was pregnant and I had to get her to um hospital for an early morning appointment. Wow. And I'd done an all-nighter, and I'm like, oh, far out, okay. A couple of teaspoons of instant coffee. And I was like, well, let's try this. Massive heaping teaspoon of ribose. And honestly, I could have run to work on that. Now, when you say ribose... R-I-B-O-S-E. Okay. Not rubose. I don't know ribose. Yeah, I thought you were saying rubose, like tea. Yeah, rubose tea is like my afternoon cup of tea so I don't over caffeinate now um, but ribose in coffee is not a um, I had to throw the tub out not because it ran out of date because it's like I don't trust me to do to not ever do that again because I was like awake <laughs> from like six until six in the morning until three in the afternoon when I started to crash like I was just like awake I'm like if I have that option, I'll never sleep again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Know yeah. no thyself. But was it know? like super energy awake or was it like coffee jitters bad awake? It was, it was super good energy awake and it is the only time I've got a speeding ticket um, <laughs> without the car. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. No, I, I, I was just like, look, I can't do that again. I was... I was buzzing in a good way. I was like, I was awake. I was paying attention to things, but I, you know, slight jitter. But it's like, look, if I, if I, this will be the this will be the death of me. I'll run myself to death on mm, this. Gotcha. So half that, the dose. To go. No, Lisa. No, I, I'm on one coffee a day now. I'm such an enabler. Oh, That's nope, horrible. I'm back. Okay. Cool. Okay. There you are. You're back. You're back. You pixelated, and now you're back. And I'm sorry, guys. I know that voice actors. Uh, get on interviews and then and then like trot out lots of accents and crazy stuff and I really didn't do real accents because I just I just you know I don't want to be that that kind of obnoxious look what I can do kind of person I just you know I just like that so sorry guys if you're looking forward to like crazy accent girl you'll just have to wait for the books and the games so, Lisa, where can people find you online? I am at Lisa Bell on Twitter. 
I'm Lisa Lee on Facebook. Um, I have a little teeny tiny food blog that I'm just starting because my Instagram is at Lisa Lee. And that's mostly, it's a little voiceover work uh, and food. All my gluten-free cooking. Uh, yeah. So most of those recipes are going to be up on truthloveandcakebatter.com. And I, of course, can be found at uh, Nerdy People D and D. Please forgive this uh, part of the podcast. Uh, unfortunately, I had to go back and edit this and make this work. Thank you. Bye. Don't forget to love each other. <laughs>